This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. About time England won a World Cup, innit? You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now.
You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. And it's live. Hello, good evening. How the devil are we all? It's over. That is it for another four years. Ooh. And then we're off to uh, off to the other side of the world, America, Mexico, and Canada. Will that be as controversial? Will it be as good? What an ending. The team that started off losing, you would not believe to, to, to Saudi Arabia, ended up winning it in the most amazing, amazing fashion. Congratulations. I've got to say congratulations to fourth place Morocco. To get to fourth place, I know you were disappointed, but it was absolutely amazing. You did your continent proud, you did your country proud, and it is nothing to be disappointed with fourth place. There's a lot of bigger teams than you, including England, that would have uh, would have been grateful for that. Uh, Croatia wasn't my favourite team during the competition, but they managed to finish third. It's coming second last time. Not so bad, not so bad at all. A three and a two. Uh, France. I kind of wanted to go out to France. I kind of wanted France to win it because we went out to them. Sorry, I should have said. Uh, wasn't to be. It was written in the stars that it was going to be messy. But France, I don't know where you were for 80 minutes. I think you must have overslept and not got the alarm call because you decided to turn up in the 80th minute. But my God. When you turned up, did you turn up? What a thriller, 3-3 three, three, and then to penalties. Argentina, I hate Argentina, but then again, I hate France, but Messi. You've got to say, brilliant for Messi. And how good was it that Messi wins his first ever World Cup in the same World Cup that Ronaldo walks down the, uh, walks down the tunnel crying? It could not have happened any better. Nate is in. Hello, Nate. Good afternoon. I'm guessing where you are. Um, that game was the best way to end a World Cup. It was. And take the politics out of it. It has been excellent. Great stadiums. Well run. Some, and, and what a way to end it. What a way to end it. Going to bring me guests in. The BBC. Well, they've got Alan Shearer and Jermaine Janus. ITV. Or oh, they had Graham Soonis and Roy Keane. We can get anybody half as good as those. So these are the three that I've ended up with. Uh, Dog, good evening, sir. <laughs> Craig, good evening. And Reese, good evening. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Chris. I don't know what you're saying. You know, at the end of the day, um, Roy Keane or me, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I can... I can talk no, that was, that was my highlight of the World Cup at half-time in the first game. Can I, <laughs> can I can I just can I just say on uh, on behalf of like everyone watching that World Cup final, congratulations to Kylian Mbappe for a hat trick in the World Cup final for mm. when all three goals actually went over the line. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know oh, in here as well. I've got to say, as soon as you've mentioned that, let me just say that of course during this whole competition, we did have a bit of a prediction league going. Myself, Dan, and the gentleman to my left or right, as you look at it, uh, <laughs> Mr. Hugger himself, Doug. Now, no, 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 hold on, hold on. It's, 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 Mr., it's Mr. Decisive Opinions on Mexico shirts. Oh, this is very true. This is, <laughs> yes, I've that. Thank you for bringing that memory up for me. Um, now, Doug and Dan... Oh, well, I'm honest with you, couldn't couldn't really win it at all. But they went in with 
a Morocco win for the third place. And I went for Croatia. What can I say? I got they got their own back in the final because I went for France and they both went for Argentina. So at the end of a very, very close run thing, Dan ended up with 19 points, Doug 21. Well, I I got I got 26. I know, it's so difficult not to look smug at this point. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't tell. Not very often I win anything. That's about the first thing I've won since the egg and spoon race at school. I just love the to, fact that it's, it's the Top Gear reference of my favourite Top Gear episode. Even to be better. to be fair to be fair, Chris, I never usually get predictions spot on, but to actually predict the winner uh, of the World Cup, I'm quite happy about that. Oh, uh, you can you you can do that smoking all you want. You had two sweepstakes, and they were both the finalists. You've got uh-huh, no. Yeah. You've got no right to say who you called the winner. He said it, so he did. <laughs> you did say you did say Argentina, and then they were in my final four. But I had to get beat to Brazil, but Brazil didn't fucking turn up. So. Yeah, and all, really obviously, shout out to shout out to George Kyle, who said Messi's a big game bottler. Not anymore. Well, yeah, I think we give a big shout out to Brad, who picked Belgium to win the the World Cup. <laughs> 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 What can I say? What can I say? Evening, Brad. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, I tell you what, we could uh, we could play this for Brad. He says if he can find it. There. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, Brad. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> don't, you can you can fire it away there with North Macedonia. <laughs> uh, as your... Oh, don't bring up North Macedonia. That brings me even more hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to say, Nate says, well, I mean, just very quickly before we get into the main part of the show, that final today, it's up there with, for me, probably one of, well, apart from 66, but... That's that final that. would be one of the best ones ever. I'm going to ask you, Craig, because you've been very quiet up to now. I'll give you a chance to, to speak. Did <laughs> you say it's up there? If not, V? Um, taking out 1966, which, of course, I wasn't here for. Can't remember. You know, I've I seen was only five. Of... Come on. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but, well, um, well, 500. I would Ooh. actually say... <laughs> I would actually say that <laughs> I would actually say it was probably the best World Cup final. Um, the reason being is Argentina, who after that, and I watched that game against Saudi Arabia, and after that game, I thought Argentina were going to do sweet FA. Mm. Um, what they did in that game today. They come out of the traps. Di Maria was fantastic. Messi, well, you know, it was his last chance to win this. Um, So I think they flew out the traps. Um, I've got to say, Alexis McAllister, if he's staying at Brighton, I think that they've got another thing coming. I think... Outstanding. January, I think he'll be gone. Um, You know, I'm sure... 
do you not think? I, I, I'm sure one of the big I, clubs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound, har- I'm gonna sound harsh here because obviously I said it on the the watch along for fun. Uh, Chris will remember this. I said you look down the, you look down the names, Messi, PSG, Alvarez at Man City, and then you've got Martinez at Villa, McAllister at Brighton. I didn't see McAllister for ninety minutes. I didn't see him do much at all that entire game except oh, one tackle. I thought he was fantastic. I, I think that's not his fault, though. I think it's the only reason I didn't see him do much is because the big players actually stepped up. So he went under the radar. So I didn't see him for about 90 minutes. But they that's not a bad thing. They, they did step up. And that's something mm-hmm. in the early stages Argentina were lacking. But I thought they were outstanding. But then yeah. Pepe um, was ignited. And that... He wow. was nowhere for 80 minutes, was he? Oh, I think Argentina did what, and to be fair, did what England did to Mbappe, and they just jolted him out the game. Mm-hmm. However, um, they managed to find a way to get him in. He was dropping a little bit deeper than he normally would do, and at that point, you know, he was winning things in midfield, then running forwards with it. He was outstanding. Um, and it was an outstanding World Cup final. Question for you all. Um, that first penalty for Argentina, was it a penalty? I don't think so at all. To be honest, I think it was a tap. And, you know, I think France could be felt harshly done by on that. Great I, skill, that's been, Maria. That's something that that's something that me and Chris actually spoke about in the watch along. Um, and Chris asked me the question of that, and I said flat out, no, not a penalty. The the one on uh, the one on the France one, a lot of people were questioning that, um, the pullback. That for me was a complete pullback. He's dragged him back. That for yeah. me is a penalty. Um, yeah. But the first, uh, the one that Argentina got, no, I they did. And I did say two, it. I think he trips over his own two feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think if you if you see it if you see it really really closely, it looks like he's literally tripped his left foot onto his right foot. So for me, it's cheating. It's abs- absolutely absolutely cheating. But um, one thing I did want to say. One thing I did want to say. Um, that Argentina become the first World Cup nation to have lost the first game and won the World Cup. Uh, in that instance, since Spain in 2010, mm-hmm. Mbappe is also the first player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final since Pele in 1958. No, I think somebody did it in 1966, didn't they? They did, yeah. I, did, I don't count that. I don't count that final. So, I just <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. Just to query that, actually, though, did Pele get it in the a hat trick in the final? Because I believe Jeff Hurst was the only person. He was, yeah. I'm sure Pele did, sure did get a hat trick in the did. final. I don't think. Or he did, got did he get hat? Or did he get hat trick in the semi? Did he get hat trick in the semi finals? Ah, I don't know. It wasn't in the final. Either really, I know he was on fire that tournament. Anyway, it's only, it's only I don't. I don't care about sixty six as you can well, tell because they're not on my list. Well, <laughs> you have to you have to give it to Lionel Messi because he's become the first player in World Cup history to score in the group stage. Um, round of 16, quarter-final, semi-final and final. That oh, be is careful, so Be careful, be careful, because if Ash appears in the chat, he might remind you of Jarzinho 1970. Just be careful. Yeah, but there was no round of uh, 16 then. Still scored in every game, though. <laughs> anyway, that's because the Rose. We are here for a reason. 
Shut up, Reese. I was just going to ask one question. I was just going to ask and one question. We are going to start, otherwise we'll still be here at four in the morning. <laughs> and, right, let me put you in some sort of order, um, because that's the order I'll go around. We'll start with Craig, go to Doug, and then we'll, we'll come to Reese at the end. And what we'll Lovely. do is go through your top. So it's your top ten World Cup teams of all time. So they don't have to have actually won it, but they've got to have just impressed you in yeah. that particular World Cup. Now, hopefully I have done the banners all correct. Um, knowing me, I probably haven't. We're going to start with... Um, now, remember, we've got to get through 30 of these, so if you can keep it reasonably short, I would be very, very... Well, I'm sure we'd all be grateful so we can get to bed. But we'll start with Craig, and he went for... His number 10 was Germany of 2014. Who actually, yep. actually won it, didn't they, that year, Craig? Oh, yeah, they did. Um, I think that they... Because if you remember back four years prior to that, they got to the semi-finals, And I believe, if I'm right in thinking, it was Spain that they were knocked lost out. One, lost one note with Carlos Puyol's head. Yeah. And back in 2014, uh, they were on fire. And the one game that stands out for me is that game against Brazil. That Brazilian game. And you're going to the host country, you're playing the host country, and they just wipe them off the park. Just mm. absolutely wipe them off the park. They were fantastic. And, you know, that's why that they're there. Um, Joachim Lowe, you know, love him or hate him, see the memes of him dotted around. Um, you know, I think he was a fantastic manager, really. I mean, it, it well, that was the uh, that was the seven one drubbing, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Nah. I was sad, I, I was sad with Brazilians, yeah. To, to go to go to Brazil, the host nation, as you say, and it's not like you've gone to Qatar. Like Spain have done and put seven past Qatar, <laughs> have actually gone and put it past a Brazil who, were, yeah. who weren't actually you know that bad up until that point, but they completely just wiped the floor with them, didn't they? Every time they went forward, mm -hmm. you thought that they're going to score here. Yeah, yeah. They... they also put four past four past Portugal in the group stage as well. Yep. Now. Uh, obviously, Reese being uh, part German, he has put them rather high, a little bit higher than that, as he yes. um, Of course, no bias there whatsoever. And I have noted, I have, it has been noted that neither neither Scotsman has got an English team in his top ten. To be that, fair, the no team in question you're thinking of, I would have put eleventh on the list if I if if I hadn't scratched out Hungary as well, because also I took Hung I took Hungary out the list as well. But that's because obviously yeah. I've never watched footage of fifty four, so it's not fair to admit that team in. No. So that's that's Germany 2014 for um, uh, Craig. Now then, Doug, you went a little bit earlier than that. You went to 1986 and picked out Argentina. Yeah. So I'm, just gonna, uh, obviously, I'm just I wasn't, obviously, I wasn't alive, but my dad collected FIFA World Cup sort of DVDs or like all the sort of the past sort of World Cups um, so he showed me a lot of that 1986 
what a team they had. I mean, Mario Kempes for one, but Diego Armando Maradona, may he rest in peace. And, you know, he, he would be smiling down on Lionel Messi this evening. That team was just something else. Um, and obviously, I know it has got the very controversial um, game in there, but I think Maradona on his day was just good as anybody in, in that tournament. He basically single-handedly won that tournament for Argentina. Mm-hmm. He also cheated, let's not forget. Yeah. Uh, of course, of course he did. But the second goal is all about is all about Maradona. Um, that, that 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 second goal that he he decided to go past a lot of England defenders, and I still say to this day, and me and my dad, me and my dad spoke about this. Terry Butcher should have took him out. I was waiting for you to say Terry Butcher because I mentioned him on the watch along. I was like, that goal's not about Maradona. That goal's about Terry Butcher. Like he does yeah. nothing. He still looks like he's working in B and Q. <laughs> but Craig, I mean, as an English fan, I don't think any England defender or midfield player, I mean, Peter Reid, bless him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think if you put him on a scooter, he'd have caught Maradona. But, no, you know, I've seen I've seen the goals. And to be honest, Maradona is somebody, he, he was special, special talent. Special, special talent. However, there is, of course, the hand of God in there. And he knew what he was doing. He knew that he'd done it straight off. And Argentina, and even to this day, they are the masters of the dark arts, as I like to call it. They will, and you saw it with the penalty that they got today. They will, you know, (laughs) they will do things like that. Um, You know, if if I got tapped like that, down at Little Down, playing six yeah. aside, I wouldn't go down. No. Uh, but for me, though, um, Reese, I want to come to you on yeah. Um Of course. If he'd come out afterwards and said, you know what, I thought I'd try it and I got away with it, I would, yeah. I would have said fair dues. But all this hand of God bullshit, now to yeah. me... He goes down in history, not as one of the greatest players. He goes down as a cheating drug addict. And that's how I remember him. And, I, you know... I, I know you said Gary that to me To hear Gary Lineker come out and say how wonderful he was in, when Gary Lineker was in that team, you know, it makes me want to puke, to be totally honest with you. Um, all he had to do was come out and say... Because if, if, let's say, Gary... I remember mean, every team... Every team has players, well, pretty every player will try something. I think I'm not sure if I can get away with this. Sometimes you do, you get the penalties, sometimes you get booked for diving. But if you come out, as I said, and just said, you know what, I'd go for it. Not my fault they didn't spot it. I would have accepted that. But I just think yeah. that that way he came out just wasn't, just wasn't sportsmanlike. I always recommend watching the Football's Greatest um, series. They're fantastic episodes about footballers like past and present. And the very first episode is Diego Maradona, funnily enough. Pele is second. Um, but in the episode, it discusses the hand of God goal. And his exact words were, building up to this goal, is prior to this, obviously there was the Falklands War. Argentines died to the English. He says they've got the Argentine players have got no hatred towards the England players. They've just got the issue with 
the nation. So they want to go out and beat England because they re- the players represent the country, obviously, that killed Argentine. So I was like, that's, that's fair enough. I understand that, but it's vice versa. But he went, so I'm going to do everything I can to win at all costs. And he did all costs. Like, it's still questionable how he managed to outleap Peter Shilton, but we'll come to that eventually. But it's the fact is, like, he did admit it on that episode as well. And that episode got released in 2010 before he obviously managed Argentina to South Africa. But he spoke about that saying, I went out all costs to win. Not because I hated English players, but I'm doing it for Argentina because of the reason being the Falkland War. I was I, like, I, I at least he admitted live on camera. I am going to resist replying to that because that's going to take us on another two hours. No, I'm not saying you. Sh- I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you should. But those no. are his exact words, and I do recommend watching it because it's actually a very interesting watch. It's about twenty six minutes, but it's actually a really good watch. I still wouldn't like him because at the end of the day, no, of course not. They started it. I'm sorry, we didn't. You know, <laughs> so that's both sides. Both, both sides are both sides are at fault. I personally don't care about the Falklands War. But I don't, but you know, English people died as well. Let's not think it's funny that. how we're it's funny how we're going earlies now because my team's about to be an early. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a look at your team because your team in tenth was the Italian team of nineteen eighty two. We've all gone you've all gone for winners to, to start with, and I think there's a lot of winners in there. Uh yep. tell us about this one, because they beat Germany in the final. Yeah, I know. Way shocker! I picked one team against another. I know, but then again, for reasons, for reasons being, you both aren't you? So yeah, I I picked this team purely for the the way they went into the World Cup. Um, obviously, Sharia uh, uh, was playing sweeper. You had Dino Zoff, the oldest uh, man to win the World Cup, by the captain of the Italian team in goal. You had uh, Tardelli in midfield, and you had Paolo Rossi up front, who obviously gave us the famous like celebration. The reason I picked this team, though, is because they were not even near favourites to win it. They were poor in qualifying. They were poor getting out of the group, but they built in really slow. And as you saw as well, they came up against a team, funnily enough, who are in my list. So I'm not going to say them, but they basically reminded them that you never play defense. You never play attacking suicide against the best defensive team to ever play the game, which is the Italians. They are the best at defending. And obviously, everyone knows about the Brazil team. I assume everyone has probably got them in their list. If not, I'm disappointed, but I do. They battered that Brazil team en route in the quarterfinals. So in the semifinals, when you get to the final, they play the German team. And everyone's thinking, well, Germany's just went and absolutely rinsed France with Platini. Obviously, Schumacher has knocked out Batistone. They've won on penalties. Surely the Germans are favourites to go and win the World Cup. You would think that. No, the Germans got ripped a new one by the Italians. And it's the same way we've discussed about Argentina tonight. Like the Argentine the Argentina team has just been won the World Cup, where they were not great at the very start, but they grew into the tournament in the right way. This Italian team did, and they kept going through. And the fact that it was Dino's off at 40, holding the World Cup as well, is another thing as well. Because obviously this team, I believe, out of the, the starting 11, I think seven or eight was a starting 11 played for Juventus. Yeah, this is uh, Frank, uh, this is Baresi's uh, tournament debut as well for the Italian team. Um, Sharia's last tournament was Dino Zoff's. Tardelli and Rossi were just fantastic as well. And you had Mazzaro as well, another attacker who was very underrated for the tournament. But it was just the build-up of this team. And you had Bergamo as well. He was fantastic as well, playing in midfield. But this is—I've watched so many games back in in mm. tournament football, and this is one team that I just had to include for the sense of it. It's just 
It's the way you play the game. Yeah, what's this where where we we qualified because we got a draw in Italy and Terry Butcher had blood down his his. That's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then you and then you beat France first round. And I may yeah, and I may be um, um, showing my age here, but I. You, you know, you'd never get England-Italy now in qualification, would you? Because they just kept Sadly it not. But, uh, yeah, that, which is wrong. I would, I would put them together because you want to see the best teams go up against exactly. each other. That's actual test For me, as always said, that's... pull the board into one bag and pull them out. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm the same as Doug. Like, old footage. I watch like old tournaments, old games, old highlights. I watch all that on YouTube. So like all the teams I've actually picked are because I've actually watched their games. I've watched the footage, I've and this is one team. Of your picks, Reese. I'm going to be honest. This is one you. team. This is one team I had to get you. There's one team I told you about that I scored out, even though I've watched footage. I've not watched a lot of them, so it wouldn't be fair. And that's yeah. the Hungarian team of 1954. I barely watched any footage. It'd be very unfair to pick them, even though they lost to Germany in the final. Yeah. But. That's why I left them out. The only thing is, Craig is the only other Englishman in this chat with me. For the 1982 World Cup, teams that were seeded, because they had seeded teams there, and the best, well, still do, I suppose, Spain, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Italy and West Germany were all seeded on their previous um, World Cup record. England were seeded on security grounds. <laughs> <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of sums us up, really, doesn't well, it? You yeah. know, especially so obviously it was um, a time when hooliganism was rife in this country. We were the mill wall of the international set. We, we was, yeah. were we? Yes, yes. Talking of England, though, Craig, and coming in um, at if he can just get back to his things for you. England 2018 is your ninth best team. Yeah, so the reason why I picked us in 2018 is because the way that we, what we did in that tournament in the early stages, of course, we did get beat by Belgium twice in the competition and got beat by Croatia, so it wasn't a perfect World Cup. But the Colombia penalty shootout win and the big yes. one for me was that Sweden win we just brushed them aside um, they weren't a bad side they weren't a bad side at all um, a lot of people will say that yeah we, we chose our way through that World Cup I don't agree with that to a certain no. extent um, I think that what we did was we played really, really well. Harry Kane won the golden boot. Um, I've gone for all picks in of World Cups in my lifetime that I've actually watched from start to finish. And I mm. think that England team, you know, and we'll, not to give too much away, is probably the second best England team, you know, that I've watched in my lifetime. Um, some people really? will say... Yeah, well, some people will say, you know, okay, we've got Bellin. I think this team is growing, you know, mm-hmm. during this competition. I, I would agree, yeah. But, mm. you know, should we have gone further than we did? You know, I think France were just too good on the day. And that's why I think 2018, I think, you know, we did we did well. I think we did well. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of players come together, you know. I think 
for 2026, you know, we will be a force because if the players are managed in the right way, and whether or not that is with Southgate at the helm, I don't know. Well, don't start on that again. That's another hour conversation. We're not doing Southgate tonight. (laughs) But I think, you know, from what I saw, you know, in 2018, I think he got it spot on. The only thing was, of course, that Croatia game. Um, you know, had we got through that, you know, um, yeah. And to be fair, you know, I, with regards to the two thousand, this World Cup just gone. You know, we, yeah. You know, should we have done? Put up more of fight. We, we were France. put out by the current world champions at the time. And going back to 2018, let's not forget that uh, Harry Maguire scored as a Leicester City player. Yes. Just to prove mm. that he was good before Manchester United bought him. And, well, but then again, but then again, you know, somebody has won the World Cup today who played for Brighton, and also somebody won the World Cup today. Let me have my moment. Playing for Villa. Who's playing, <laughs> who plays for Aston Villa? And if you look at Emmy Martinez's career, he also played for, I believe it was from Oxford and Reading. And can we also say as well that Arsenal rejected him? And he went and won two international trophies in a row. So, Arsenal, if you're an Arsenal fan. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a look. So, that's, that is um, Craig's number nine. Um, he's just a bit jealous that there's been no Bournemouth player that's ever scored a World Cup goal. Anyway, oh, well. Doug, <laughs> I'm sure there's been some Liverpool ones, Doug, but you're number nine. And how can we not forget them already? They go well this season, this World Cup. I mean, got to fourth, Morocco. Yeah, I think if there's any other, I think if there's any team I to sort of take away from this this World Cup, I think it's Morocco. I just think the togetherness of the team, a manager coming in three months after uh, Ali Zosic was sacked, uh, basically for having a sort of a standoff with uh, their their best player Hakim Ziyech, and you know Hakim Ziyech in this tournament has been absolutely fantastic. I just think Morocco defensively solid, defensively astute. They might not have played the most exciting football, but what they did is that they were very good defensively. You know, they're very good goalkeeper in Bono, and I just think if you have Mar- like Morocco, like they just they just were the sort of the story of the World Cup. The Atlas Lions, the first African nation to have reached the World Cup, uh, you know, semi-final. Unlucky to lose. I think they kind of lost their legs in the the last two games. But what a fantastic job Willie uh, Regrui uh, did for Morocco. Easy and uh, easy for me to say. But um, obviously, the, the next Afcon is coming up very very soon as well. I would not be surprised if Morocco are not the favourites for the African Cup of Nations because I thought they were absolutely magnificent. Yeah, do you? I mean, I'm so glad because at the end of the at the end of the um, third place playoff, some of the players kind of lost it, and I'm so glad that they they didn't, if you like, and we didn't say because you I didn't want to remember them for that, and there would be, you know. Um, I wanted to remember them for the dream, if you like. Like you say, not always the best football, but it was, you know, 
an, an underdog story, you know, like Bournemouth going, you know, doing their journey, Leicester winning the league. We, you need these in football, and as much as FIFA yeah. are trying to make it so that this doesn't happen, um, it's great when it does. Yeah, hundred percent. And you, you look at the teams that they, you know, they you know, you know, beat. They beat Belgium, they mm. beat Spain, and they beat Portugal. I mean, who, which, which African nation can say that they've beaten those three? Belgium, yeah. look, Belgium were poor. We we can all agree with to that. Spain weren't up to much after the the seven nil. Uh, mm. Portugal were all right. They weren't great defensively, but to beat those three teams just shows the the steeliness in this Morocco side. So I, I had I had to include someone yeah. from 2022 because it's been a fabulous tournament and Morocco were definitely one of my teams of the, the tournament. And we're not going to go far for um, Reese's number nine. We're currently in Qatar. May shock you. May shock you. going to South Korea and Japan for your number nine. And it wasn't, again, not a, uh, not a winner. Oh, no, they were a winner. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to say this now. I'm going to say this now. In my opinion, this is the worst Brazilian team to win the World Cup. Out of the five winners, they're the worst. But the reason they're in, the reason they're in the list for me, the reason they're in the list for me is, is not the England win. Don't worry. The reason they're in this list for me is they went at the tournament. They weren't even classed as a favourite. Like they were just like the, just like the Italian team going into qualifying. This Brazil team. Were very poor in qualifying from the South American area. Like Argentina were stronger than them. Brazil weren't even questioned at all. So they came at the tournament thinking, well, what chance do we actually have? You had Ballon d'Or winners in Ronaldo. You had Ballon d'Or winners in Rivaldo. And obviously, unless you're a Turkey fan, then you'll never want that name mentioned again. You had mm-hmm. Cafu at his peak. You had Dida at his peak. Gilberto Silva was one of the best players in the tournament. Unfortunately, played for Arsenal. Lucio, uh, Lucio was fantastic at centre-back. Roberto Carlos was phenomenal at left-back. And then, obviously, you had a future Ballon d'Or winner uh, uh, stole the show in Ronaldinho. So, yeah, and obviously, a young Kaka as well. Like, it was a great team in that sense. But it's the, it's, out of the five Brazil teams, it's my opinion, it's the worst winner because they didn't really light up the tournament the way you would have thought. But as the tournament progressed... It looked like it was inevitable they were going to win it as well, especially Ronaldo obviously had three injuries within the space of two years. You thought he was never going to play again, and he comes and wins the Golden Boot, wins the Ballon d'Or after the tournament. And then you've got the, the excitement that is the three R's, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho. How's it going to turn out? And that's why they're on my list, because they turned up in a different way than most winners would. Mm. Every Brazil team has done it. They've either played really good football and they've looked decisive, or they've played the tournament-style football. This team just... This team didn't know how to how they wanted to play. They just wanted to win. They wanted to prove the doubters wrong. And the fact that they went and done it by beating a very good Germany team as well, 2-0 in the final, who a year earlier as well got beat 5-1 of England. Mm. It's a reflection of where teams were. Like this German team, obviously they beat Saudi Arabia as well. Massive scoreline to open the tournament. You had a good build-up throughout Brazil as well. And they had some good wins. Obviously, Turkey surprise package in the semi-finals to beat England. And they had a very good group as well. To then go and beat this German team as well is a reflection of that. And that's why I've got them. So I still think they are the worst out of the five Brazil teams to win it. They're still they're still a, te- a Brazilian team that won it differently. And they tried to do in 2014 with Scolari the same way as before, but it just didn't have that 
it just doesn't have that feel that 2002 side is a lot better than a lot of other people's best sides yeah. let's be honest yeah but that and was the that's why the game for me that was the tournament where um, Seaman got lobbed, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. Ronaldinho goal and assist. Um, and that's and that was the first World Cup I ever watched as well. Um, it, mm. it was it was fantastic as well. But it was just the um, it was just great to see Ronaldo win it. It was good to see Ronaldo win it because obviously he was busted with his ACLs and his knees. It was great to see him win a World Cup, but. It, it brought difference to the World Cup, a, a different way of playing for Brazil. And that's why I've got them in the list, even though yeah. they're the worst Brazil team win, the, win it, in my fair opinion. Point, fair point. Gary Lineker mentioned that earlier, Craig, uh, and he said, um, so Ronaldinho um, said that he meant it. And he says, no, oh. no, good a player he was, he gave him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't think he, you know what's funny? I don't think he did mean it. See, when you look at the angle, I think it was a cross. He's not going to deny it, is it? Let's be honest. Nah, never. I. He also got sent off. Watching it again, yes, he did get sent off. But I don't want to say too much on this one because um, I'm going to admit they are in my list somewhere. But uh, you know, I'll go into them in a bit more detail because, to be honest, I I do I do disagree with quite a lot of the points you've made there, Reese. But. Um, well, I, when we we'll get we'll get to your sort of yeah, wherever it let's, is. Let's part that for a moment. Then. Yeah, but, part that bus. Uh, yeah. do a, do a that's good opinion, here. though. That's good but, opinion. We should disagree. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Number eight, Craig, Argentina, yes. twenty twenty two, the current world champions as we speak. Yeah. So at the start, I thought they were very poor. After that first game against Saudi Arabia, I thought. I was gonna. I was questioning whether or not they'd even get out of the group. I even did a video on on my channel and said, "I can't see them getting out of the group. They're not. They're not that good." Um, and they've just come into this competition. You know, the players that they've got, um, as we saw today. You know, was Martinez. You know, in that in that penalty shoot against the Netherlands was outstanding. And he was outstanding today. Um, you know, I think McAllister was excellent. Um, they've got the best young player out on there. They've got the best player in the world. All this. And here's one. I'm going to open up something now. I cannot see how you can even make a comparison between Ronaldo and Lionel Messi now. I think Lionel Messi is, by all extents and purposes, is probably the best player that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I, without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, I don't think Ronaldo could even clean his boots. The interesting thing I find with this choice, Craig, is that they are the current world champions. We have just seen them go two goals up get pulled back, go 3-2 up, get pulled back and win it on penalties. But you're the only person that's put them in their top 10. It's resilience as well. That shows resilience because they're not particularly the strongest defensively. We knew that. Um, Otamende, I I don't think he's, he's of that quality. He's not a world-class player. He's a good player, but he's not world-class. Um but what they've done today is they've got pegs back. They didn't let their heads drop. 
They then went three, what, two up, then got pegged back again. At that point, you know, a lot of sides would have gone flat. And then they've gone on one a penalty shootout. They did it against yeah. the Netherlands. And I think that's why they're in there, is the resilience. And I, here's, a, here's a question. I haven't checked this, but I reckon that they've probably conceded the most goals for a World Cup winner in history. And I think that shows what they're all about. Um, Messi was outstanding today. They brushed Croatia aside. Um, You know, against Australia, they weren't particularly very good. Australia, of course, are, you know, a different sort of level to, you know, the big size. But, you know, Croatia are no mugs. No. The Netherlands didn't really turn up for majority of the game, um, but they come back into it. But they showed that resilience, and I think that's why they've got to be on there. Um, yeah. You know, I just wish that Eng- England had some players like like they have. You know, what would we do for a Messi? What would we do? Um, you know, for the young player. Um going to be controversial here and say we probably wouldn't pick him for the first team. But that's your yeah, number. That's do, your you know number what? do you know what? I will, I'll say this now. Why are we not picking Jack Grealish? Well, I know. again, we're going to go off on one. And yeah. it's a, 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 I always a, a do that on this show, Chris. I do always do that on this show. You do. And that's why you shows when you're on a really <laughs> five hours. But moving on, <laughs> moving on. Now we're going to go uh, to number eight for um, Doug. And he's gone for the team that won the third place playoff in 2014. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this team was just incredible. Over the pitch. I mean, Robin Van Persie, you know, I know he was Manchester United at the, at the time, but I've never seen a team dismantle that Spain side. Of the, 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 I've never seen a team dismantle that Spain side like they did that day. It was just incredible the way they, they played. And it was through the whole tournament. Like, Van Hal had a system, like, some, some of the players, like I'll mention, obviously, like Wesley Schneider, Robin Van Persie, like you had a young like um Jorginho Vinaldum in there, Dirk Cout. They had a lot of experienced players. Aaron Robin, probably one of the players of the tournament that that mm. that that tournament as well. Uh they had a young Memphis Depay as well. For me, for me, that Holland side um were as good as any to potentially win it. But unfortunately, you know, they came off against Argentina again and they just cannot seem to beat um, Argentina, whether it's 2014, whether it's, you know, 2022, but that Holland side. And to dismantle Brazil 3-0 in the third-place playoff as well, what a side. What a side. Another another thing to your selection as well, Doug, is prior to that World Cup as well, Kevin Strootman, the main man for Van Gaal's midfield, got injured, so he had to completely shape the system Mm -hmm. again completely because he lost his main midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at some of the some of the like the the names like Tim Krul, Newcastle, Michelle Vorm, Swansea. Like this is this is how Leroy Fair, North City. Like it was 
it wasn't so much sort of like superstars, but it was a it was a, it was a team of like togetherness. It was a team of steeliness, and that Van Hal side was just fantastic. So yeah, for me, they had to be in my list. Indeed, and we're moving on to Reese's number eight. Um, now we go back again to. I'm sure this is my first ever, and we did mention this earlier in, in the watch on my first ever FIFA PlayStation game, which was on the PlayStation 1. Yes, I am that old. And you know what? I never made it to PlayStation 2. That's how old I was. I just got into PlayStation 1. <laughs> um, I'm sure this was, on the cover, this was on the cover of uh, PlayStation 1. Um, and you have gone, let me just get into this, uh, France from 1998, the winners. Yeah, the the host nation, the team that lost the Tournoi de Champion literally a year before the summer tournament that would eventually become the Confederations Cup. They lost that, too, funnily enough, to Brazil, the defending champions. Obviously, the Roberto Carlos curling free kick that everyone talks about, they'll never stop talking about. But... That was a year apart in the same stadium. And the reason I went for France 98 is because not only did you have Zidane there anchoring the team, you had Anelka who played fantastic for the tournament. You had Trezeguet, you had Thierry Henry, you had Lillian Turam, you had Fabian Barthez, you had Laurent Blanc who unfairly got sent off in the semi-final against Croatia and never played the final. First red card of his career. You had... Marcel Desailly as well. Like this was a fantastic France squad, and the reason it's not I didn't I didn't actually pick them because they won the World Cup. Mm. I picked them because it was the different ways of winning games. So in the group stage, they they swept teams aside with Zidane's influence and Deschamps running the midfield, and then Henri and Anelka up front, like or Trezeguet, depending on how they played. And it was such a very well orchestrated team in that way. But then, if you remember. Zidane also got a red card as well and they had to rely on different ways to win and it was because of Lillian Turam. His, his first two international goals were in that tournament as well and he carried them through. So that's... And, and, I, and a lot of people think, well, no Zidane, France don't win anything. But you look at that and they actually found different ways to win. They couldn't do it in 2006 but they'd done it in 1998 where they had that mentality. They had those players who were boxed in who can play good football but also defend really well. And they were also a fantastic host as well. And that is that is generally why they're in that slot for me. For the those so many reasons around it. The round of 16, they won one of the few World Cup games that has been won by sudden death. Golden goal, Lauren Blanc versus Paraguay. Again, indeed, indeed. Uh, and First ever golden goal. I didn't realise Croatia came third in that tournament because they put out... They did. Oh, they put out Germany. Sorry, you mentioned that, Reese. Mm-hmm. Really. So, it did. That wasn't it did. planned. I got promise you that wasn't planned. Was that now, Daniel that's Suker? That's true. Yeah, Suker. Yeah, Suker, and um, yeah. a very, a very young uh, Slavin Bilic was in that team as well. He's the one that got yeah. Blanc sent off. And I'm looking at the live chats I've got on TV. Yeah, Petit was amazing. Vieira as well, to a degree. They were all fantastic in that team. Like that was such a strong team that it was no way you'd put past them. But even when they lost to Dan for that sending off, they just kept growing and growing. And it came back even stronger. And then the fact is that Dan scored twice in the final as well, like the main man at the tournament. And and they didn't just beat any team. They beat the defending world champions as well. Like obviously, Ronaldo had a fit before the final 
I don't think he should have started. I personally think they should have went with Edmundo. Very stupid not to come out and train. But it doesn't matter if they didn't come out and train or not. That Brazil team got swept apart. Like they made it to the final fair enough to defend their title, but they didn't look like a defending champion in that final. I've watched it back. They looked like a, they looked like a team like Ecuador, like just brushed aside, like simple as hell. But it's the it's the way they went and done it as well from start to finish. That's why they're in my list. They would have been higher, but there's some other teams there that I I think are so much better. But they had to be in my list. Well, um, to to a team that you've actually all put in your top ten at different positions, but two of you have agreed. Oh. Yeah, two of you have agreed on the same position for this one. Um, I never thought oh. I'd get you lot to agree on anything, but <laughs> yeah. So we'll start yes. with you, Jay. At number seven, <laughs> number seven, 2010, the first World Cup to be held in Africa, and yep. you've gone for Spain. To be honest, this... we won it after extra time. This could be a lot, lot higher um, because that Spanish squad, Xavi, Iniesta, um, Busquets, I'm trying to think of. The team. It was outstanding, an absolutely outstanding team. Uh, Casillas in goal. Um, Spain are a little bit like England in a way, apart from that period of time. And I just think, you know, even in this World Cup, they're a bit like us, where, you know, can turn on the style against teams that are, you know, poor. You know, let's look at, you know, we swept aside Iran. We swept aside Panama. Um, you know, they swept aside Costa Rica. But, you know, for example, when it comes to the crunch and going into the knockout stage, you know, they got beat by Morocco. Um, there was none of that. And there was complete domination Um by that Spanish team. I don't think they had it all their own way. You know, they did have to squeeze through some games. You know, we did mention that game against Germany. Well, I'm just going to say the three games from the round, once they got out of the group, were all 1 0s. They put Spain yeah. out, uh, Portugal out 1 0, Paraguay out 1 0, and Germany out 1 0. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, they had to squeeze through, but they dug in and they were. An outstanding team to watch. Um, they played, and you know, a lot of teams have adapted that sort of style since they saw that World Cup as well, where they just used to keep the ball, pass it around. It's what you see, like Man City, really mm. keeping the ball, managing that game completely from start to finish, um, frustrating the other team, making them chase you. Um, yeah you know, a whole different quality and they could have been easily higher up. Um but I wanted to pick some surprises as well for you. Yeah, no that that's fine. It's it's your it's your it's your list. And can I just say thank to all three of you. Nobody has picked Germany from twenty ten. And had you picked Germany from twenty ten, it would have been rolled out and I'd have put somebody else in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm bitter and you can guess sort of you know from the uh, the Maradona hand of God and the Germany. I don't hold a grudge. I know, I, I do let it go, but just not uh, for but, a long, long, long time. But Chris, just on that note, 
the Germany 2010 team. Um, you know, I think during that game, and as horrible as it sounds, you know, and of course we had that goal that should have counted, could have changed the course of the game. We weren't really at the races during that competition. Mm. I don't think we were, you know, the USA game was, well, you know, I can't say much more than that about it. It was rubbish. Going then to Doug and um, your number seven, Senegal 2002. Yeah, this might be a bit of a shock to people, but... Mm. um... They also went through on a golden goal. Yeah, there they did um, against uh, against Sweden, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. that Sweden side in two thousand and two was was very very good. Obviously, we had one Henrik Larsson, of course. Sorry, Reese, to mention that, but I've just looked <laughs> at the Senegal side, and um, it has a lot of players that actually went on to play in the Premier League. Um, you've got Henri Kamara. Henri Kamara, you've got Papa Boubadio, may he rest in peace as well. Um, uh, El Hajj Juf, the lesser of that one, the better. Salif Jow. Uh, it's got a lot of good players in there. And the fact that nobody expected them to beat France, um, and, and, and let's be honest, they played really, really well in that game. They absolutely dominated France. I've never seen someone dominate France as much as you know Senegal did. Did well to get a 1-1 draw against um, Denmark. And then the 3-3 against Uruguay, that was a fantastic game um, to watch. And then for an African team to get to the quarterfinals was very, very good. And it also had one Alio Sisi, now the manager of Senegal as well. So they had a very, very good side. Again, might not have been the best to, to, to watch, but I have to say, uh, on an entertainment value, they were right up there. Yeah. And almost like, you know, God likes to, you know, <laughs> get get revenge every now and again. After Senegal went through with the golden goal against Sweden, they went out in the quarterfinals to Turkey on the golden goal. Um, yeah, a Turkish side who went on to uh, well, they lost to Brazil in the semis. They beat Korea in third place and to win the third place title. Uh, and I had a certain, um, I believe, no, they didn't. Then ignore me, ignore me. <laughs> I was about to say something I thought was going to be very, very clever, and then realised at the last minute it wasn't. So I'll shut up. Now I did say guys. <laughs> Agreed with agreed with Craig, which you say is a first on its own, uh, and that is that is Reese because he has also gone for Spain from twenty ten. Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of this team at all. I think they're actually overrated, but yeah. they did do something that's never been done before. They won three international trophies in a row, but it was the pinnacle of being the world champions. Hmm. Although very lucky to make the final after being the Germans. They're in it because of the game against... You don't hold grudges or bitterness at all either, do you? (laughs) Obviously the shock losing to Switzerland in the opener. But it was just a a pure joy against Paraguay. That, That game against Paraguay is why they're in this for me. 
Mm-hmm. But also, the, obviously, the way they won, the, the way they play, it was brilliant. Villa was fantastic. Puyo, brilliant. You had Fabregas. You had Juan Mata. Javi Alonso, who got Kung Fu kicked out of the tournament. But it was just a... I think that, I think people overrate this team too much, but I still liked watching them. But they were just so decisive. And I'm, I know BLE put Netherlands in the live chat for 2010. I would never include that Netherlands team in a list. I thought that team was shit. Mm. And they didn't play football. They played destruction instead, which is okay. But they would be for me, but... It's just the way they won the tournament and the fact that it was the best club team in the world. But so many people overhyped them too much, but I just love the difference of getting there and they changed the course of football about how to play the game. That's why they're in the list for me, but I find there's better teams in them. But they were a deserved winner. I just hate how they got there. <laughs> to be honest, they didn't score, you know, that many goals. If you look at the statistics back from that World Cup... Seven goals. Um, yeah. Um four of the games no sorry I believe it was five of the games they won 1-0 they won the final 1-0 didn't they yeah after extra time yeah they won against Chile 2-1 the only team that they actually beat by two or more goals was Honduras yeah Mm. so but it was the style and to be honest going into that World Cup final against the Netherlands I personally thought they were going to win it all day long um, because of the way, the style that they played, the control that they had over those games. So although, yeah, if you look back at the stats, you know, beating Switzerland, one, um, sorry, getting beat by Switzerland 1-0, um, you know, of course, beating Honduras 2-0, um, beating Chile 2-1. If you look at those games in themselves, um, really, they it's because of the control that they had on those games, which is why, you know, I picked them. Agreed. Um, And sorry, yeah, they didn't win five of the games uh, 1-0, because of course, Switzerland won the first one. So, yeah, my error. 1-0 is 1-0. It's still a (laughs) <laughs> it, it, I say it's still a um, you, you win it. It doesn't matter how you don't care if you win it, do you? But funnily enough, um, on the last one there, Doug had gone for Senegal from 2002, and Craig for his number six went for Senegal from 2002. Yep. So I remember this team coming into the competition. Um, I think they were in the lowest seed in the pot. Um, Of course, they were drawn against France, um, who, let's be fair, were reigning world champions. And And European champions. And European champions as well. And although France didn't turn up in that competition, and I I will say that France didn't turn up in 2002, the way they went about it was just brilliant. I didn't even know where Senegal was in 2002. I didn't have a clue. Um, they I were... was the same. Like most, <laughs> were... like most Scottish people with Costa Rica in 1990s. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at you know their team, 
most of their team were playing in France at the time as well. They were managed <laughs> by a Frenchman. Um, so it was something... They had a lot of knowledge of that France team, of course. And they rolled over them. They, 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 they beat them with ease. Um, I know we mentioned, you know, the players that they had. Uh, Papa Bouba Diop, you know, a fantastic player, of course, played with Harry at Portsmouth. Um, you know, El Hadjouf, I know he is a controversial character, um, but, you know, extremely talented. If you watch his games back from that competition, you know, he was he's brilliant. You know, th- these players, nobody knew anything about Traora um as well you know it it was an apps it was just a fantastic football team um and you know they did well uh, they did well you know of course they did go out to turkey with the golden goal um i remember that um but they did very well against sweden uruguay who of course had diego fallen in their side they matched them toe to toe. I believe, if I'm right in thinking, didn't they go quite? A, didn't they go three 0 up in that game? Uh, I was on it a minute ago. Give me a minute. Uh, do, 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 do. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah, two two goals from Papa Bubadil up as well. He, so, he, he needs to win something, just or should have won something, just for that name, shouldn't he, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they were a side. And to be fair, whenever they've qualified for the World Cup, they've always, ever since, you know, they've been, you know, a decent squad. You mm. know, even at this World mm-hmm. Cup, yes, the, the group was easy. Um, but there was a lot riding on that last game against Ecuador. Um, and I believe Ecuador would have gone through had Senegal not scored. And yeah, yeah I, I just think Senegal back in 2002, nobody knew about them. Nobody had heard of them. And it was a little bit of a shock to the system, especially for the French. Um, yeah. so I've just got to say, Nate, you are very close to being <laughs> timed out. <laughs> it's big on the English day, isn't it? But you know, if you're going to do that, then uh, how many... I'm, I'm sure the Americans at some point when they realize they, they're probably never going to win the World Cup will actually come up with another soccer tournament, they'll call it the World Series or something, they'll only be them in it. <laughs> And the A team will be the B team and will claim to be world champions. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Um, D- Doug, we're down to your number six. Now, this is one that's already been mentioned by Reese, and one that will get another mention uh, later on. A popular choice, this. Um, France again, 1998 for you in six, that, that team, Doug. Yeah. Um... I mean, what, what, what do you say? It was just some team. I mean, Barthez, Blanc, Turam, like you always said, Zidane, you know, Zidane, Zidane against Brazil in that final was just unplayable. 
he was totally unplayable in that final. Um, again, I, I was probably too young to remember sort of 1998. Obviously, I've watched sort of, you know, moments. I think Reese might be the same. I, I think... Um, I was a I year think old. Probably, yeah, I think we'd probably be, you, you know, probably be the same in, in saying that. But just watching that tournament again, the French were just something else that day. And I agree with what Reese said earlier about, obviously, um, Blanc was never a red card. She'd never have been sent off. Uh, thanks to Slavon Billy, she obviously got him sent off. And um, no, it was just, you know, um, to then, you know, go on and win um, Euro 2000 um, as well. Golden goal as well um, through David Trezeguet against um, Italy. Um, I think the 2002 World Cup was kind of the sort of the start of the end of that France squad. Um because I think you saw some sort of old, old, older players sort of retire from that, uh, from that team. But yeah, fabulous, fabulous team, and um, for a team to dismantle Brazil in the final the, the way they did, and I would say again, Zidane was unplayable that night. Yeah, just no. on two thousand two in France, I believe there was quite a lot of infighting in that French camp leading up to that, um, and there was in twenty ten as well. 2010, yeah. yeah, they all turned on um, Raymond Dominic after he sent an Elka home for calling him a, I think he called him a bastard or something. So he sent him home and then they all made him read out in front of a TV camera and I'll let an apology. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for number six. I'm going to get in big trouble. You're not, actually. And, well, maybe your family, but certainly not of me because you're back now to my era. Um, and it's a, it's a World Cup that we go that far back. Australia were in this. Uh, so were Germany. But, of course, Germany being Germany couldn't just turn up with one team. They had to have two teams in it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. East and West Germany, who were actually then happened to... There's only 16 teams in this World Cup. That's how far back it is. Uh, and East and West Germany ended up in the same group. Um, and and East Germany won. Yeah, they met it. They met each other in the third game, one nil to East Germany. Um, Yugoslavia, another club that's another country that is no longer here. Scotland actually were in this World Cup. Um, nice change. Yeah, not very, not for very long though. Um, (laughs) Sorry, 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 guys. They did did what we call these days a Delamitri, and they did come home very, very soon. Uh, They did manage to beat Zaire on the way. Uh, They they drew with Brazil. I've got to be fair to them, and they drew with Yugoslavia. That was, of course, the nine-nil to Yugoslavia. When the Zaire player decided he couldn't wait for the uh, for the Yugoslavian player to take the free first, kick, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, nope. Tell us all about it uh, and your choice of Holland in 1974. Wow. Yeah. No. My era. My era. No, I love this team. I, I love this team. That's why um, it pains me to put them so low. But I put them so low because they were the first team to lose back-to-back World Cup finals as well. Mm. But this team had 
they had everything. They were the best placed team in the tournament. They had the best player in the world by a mile in Johan Cruyff. Yeah. They had a, fina- a fantastic manager, Renus Mikos, and the total football came alive. And also, in, if you think about this tournament, they dismantled world champions Brazil. Well, the thing, the thing is with this one, Reese, is that you had four groups of four, and it then mm-hmm. went through to two groups of four, from which Netherlands ended up in the same group as Brazil, East Germany, and Argentina, and they kept yep. out on top. Argentina were bottom. Mm-hmm. And then the two winners would go on and play in the World Cup final, and that was West Germany versus mm. West Germany versus Holland. But, and obviously, World Cup final. Cruyff's famous uh, dribble into the box. Jack Taylor, the first referee to give a penalty in a World Cup. England at least made the World Cup final in that way. I was about um, to say, I was about to say, when do, who's going to say it first? Uh, what, what do you call an obviously, English World Cup final, the referee? Yeah, but <laughs> well, it's a brilliant say, what team. Does Scotland, uh, what does Scotland do after they've won, you know, Scottishmen do after Scotland win the uh, World Cup final? Of course, turn the PlayStation off and go to bed. Exactly. Um, I have them sick, though, because mm. people regard them as the best team to never win the World Cup. Not for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. But they're not for me. No? No. But they're a great team. What, why, why, what, who, why do you not think they're the best? Because, I mean, they, they got to two finals. They had some great players, but they didn't win either. I think there's just one other team that's just more impressive. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest with you. We will see whether that one comes up later. But Holland at number six for you. Um, and then we are going on to number five. We're halfway there. Um, well, it's been mentioned twice already. <laughs> we go for the third time. Uh, it's them bloody French again. <laughs> I, I had to rank them higher because um, Zidane, uh, Petit, Henri, Trezeguet, um, Barthez, you know, what a team. It was, it, they were obviously wiped the floor with Brazil in the final. Um, yeah, I I can't really say it any more than what has been said, to be honest, about this side. Um, you know, Brazil, of course, the reigning world champions, they just swept them aside. Um, of course, they then went on, won the Euros as well. Um, yeah, I, I think the French team from 1998 will be... And... If you compare it against the team that won in 2018, would you say that they're a better team? Um, I guess the memories of that team, you know, probably live on a little bit more um, than the 2018 team because they just all come together, all come together. And, of course, the the Confederations Cup, they, they of course, lost that mm. just beforehand as well. So, yeah, I think... France 98, you know. I think, well, I've got to say, thank God, uh, like 
like in-laws after Christmas and the New Year, we finally got rid of them. France do not appear in <laughs> kind of all in this show. <laughs> but fair play to them for getting a team in all three of your charts. And now we can say, fuck off, France. <laughs> they are on my list of hated teams now come on uh doug 2006 for you in fifth place and italy who uh who won the final on the old penalties yeah um again 2006 will be uh remembered as well first things first it was my 14th birthday um because oh, the final was actually held on my birthday <laughs> <laughs> um, but what what aside, um, you had Fabio Cannavaro, who was just electric that that game that 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 that, that tournament. Grosso he obviously scored the winner against Germany. Sorry, Reese. Um, yeah, they, they had some amazing players in that team: Andre Perlo, Gattuso, Camerunese. Oh, I could go on. Daniele De Rossi, Massimo Ambrosini. I mean, the list goes Luca Toni, Alberto Gilardino, Francesco Totti, Alessandro Del Piero. Like, that squad is as good as any World Cup squad that I have ever, ever, ever seen. Um, and, you know, it, there's, there's, there is a harsher way to obviously win a, a game of football, and that's obviously on, on penalties um, show. But um, basically, what happened in that, that, that final. Um, Obviously, Zidane getting sent off, I think, was the biggest shock of, of anybody. Um, I actually remember watching it. Um, I was actually on holiday in uh, Matlock, and I actually remember watching this final. Um, it, it was actually on a projector screen, so I know I, I, I know, I know from that. Um, anyway, but me and my dad sat down and watched it, and we just looked at each other when Zidane was sent off because we, we couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe what had happened. Then you saw on the big screen the... He headbutted Marco Matarazzi, but yeah, that that Italy, that Italy team. Um, I don't think there's been an Italy team ever since then that's really sort of dominated um, tournaments like that. Um, and, and obviously, we saw then that, that Italy side actually went out in the 2010 um, World Cup um, as well in a group that included Slovenia, sorry, Slovakia and New Zealand. As well, so very, very strange, but yeah, that early 2016 was very, very good, so they have to be on my list. Australia were actually in that World Cup as well, but my memory of the 2006 World Cup, because of course we went out to Portugal on penalties. Oh, it was a bloody wink. Well, not only that, and I didn't realize at the time because I was actually on holiday at the time when that game was played in Portugal. <laughs> oh yes, that double hurt. I'll tell you that, especially when you get on a little, a little bus to go into the town, and it's full of Portuguese fans wanting to celebrate. And um, yes, let me just leave it at that, shall we? But uh, that was your number five. So number four, and uh, we are going to go. For... Is this not on as five? I have not done Reese's five. You're quite right. You are quite right. I was trying to ignore him because of the team that he's picked. But <laughs> Reese, Germany, 2014. Best German team for me that I've seen. 
wealth of talent, best football, destructive start to finish. And they made mincemeat of the Brazilians. And I got to sit with them. <laughs> <laughs> and, I got to, and I got to sit with the RGs as well. To be honest with you, I've got to give it to you for, you know, the fact that you managed to, <laughs> to, to sit with the Brazilians again and got out alive. They all bought they all bought me Pepsi Max afterwards. Well, you you it, know it you know how to celebrate, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was such a good thing, and obviously this man on Portugal as well. The drew with the US, mm. and then it was just it was just a, it was just a brilliant tournament. It was just a brilliant team at all the depth. There, Lamb's last tournament, closer, record breaker. Muller was phenomenal. Schweinsteiger. It, it, it was just it was just the team for me. Superb team. No, I mean, you know, you 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 haven't got to look past the um the the, the, the Brazil game just to put them in your list somewhere. Funny thing is with that um two thousand and fourteen World Cup, and we are talking about everything that's gone on with Qatar. But it was marred by demonstrations even before the World Cup had started. Um, in fact, there were various issues with safety, including the death of eight workers and a fire during construction. So some things don't change, unfortunately. But uh, I'm just showing me here uh, the Brazilians holding up a banner saying FIFA go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the last World Cup with Blatter as president as well. Yeah, even back even back then. But yeah, so like you say, unfortunately, uh, always got controversy around it, haven't haven't it? Well, but, to be honest, yep. uh, you know, apart from the Germany, I kind of blank out that World Cup because of um, we were shit. Let's be honest, <laughs> you were, you were <laughs> absolute shit in that World Cup. What, with, with Woy as manager? I mean, come on. For those who want Southgate out, bring back Woy. Bring back Woy. <laughs> no, no, please don't, to be honest. Yeah. That was uh, that was Wayne Rooney's only goal in a World Cup finals as well. Wow. It is true, yeah. Against wow. Uruguay. No, against Italy. Against Italy. Uruguay. Oh, even worse. <laughs> I we still bloody managed to lose that game, didn't we? We managed to lose That was Luis Suarez, and um, that was when he had nibble on some people, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Giolini. <laughs> yeah. Giolini. I got away with it. Wonder what yeah. would have happened with that with VAR. Mm. Good <laughs> thing is he got banned for it. I remember this one. Um... And who can who can forget this was this was um, was this the Roger Miller World Cup by any chance, uh, Craig? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, oh, I almost put them in as well. He I almost did. put them in. <laughs> he did play uh, three World Cups. To be honest, we were very very lucky to actually get past Cameroon. Yes. Um, can we just remember Lineker dive twice? <laughs> All I remember is we had a very uh, animatic referee. 
he liked to uh, make sure that everybody knew what he was doing. Yeah, but <laughs> you look at you look at that um, World Cup and you look at the results for Cameroon. Um, Cameroon actually beat Argentina one nil, mm. a team that contained Diego Maradona. Claudio Yep. Yeah. And they had two players sent off, albeit one was, you know, later on in the game. But they had a player sent off in, uh, I'm just on right. Wikipedia for this one, but uh, 61st minute. And then went 1 0 up against and won the Bassi the game tackle. And that Cameroon side was brilliant. Then, of course, Romania. You had uh, George Hadji. Um, Romania, remember back at that time, were a bloody good side. They were tipped to go mm-hmm. far. Um, Agreed. The, the, uh, Popescu, um, Hadji, um, of course, Roger Miller comes off the bench, which, to be fair, I don't actually think... He, did he actually start a game in that World Cup? I don't think he ever did, did he? No, I think he, he was started in 86. Wasn't he? Started uh, in 86, but he didn't start in 90. Yeah. yeah, didn't start in 1990, but he scored two goals against Romania, you know, in the second group game. They got thrashed by the Soviets, um... In you know, in the final game, but they'd already done it. Um, beat Colombia again. Roger Miller, you know, scored two goals. Um, you know, this was the first World Cup that I can, you know, really remember. 1986, I was a year old. Um, and then we faced them and they nearly put us out. They did nearly put us out. Um, and we had to rely on two penalties, like you mentioned, to actually get through. Two obvious penalties for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that Cameroon team didn't, you know, apart from Roger Miller, was there any big household names, would you say? I think well, Roger Miller was... wasn't really until the World Cups, was he? No, but they were a team that were just united and gelled together. Um, Again, the first uh, pure evil. To the quarters were they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm. they were. Yeah, they were. They were, um, they were pure evil, though. Well, <laughs> that, no, a very good shout for number four. Uh, now, Doug's number four. Uh, we've already again. This has been twice here. Uh, it came in at number 10 for Craig, and it came in at number 5 for um, the other Scott in here this evening, and half German. Your number 4, Doug? Mm, what can I say? What can I say uh, about this team? You got um, it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a team that played some magnificent football had stars of uh, like they had they had a they had a list of amazing amazing players. Medislav Klose became the all time leading 
world goal scorer in this competition as well. Um, and the dismantling of Brazil um, was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, been, there's a lot being said about this uh, Germany side, but probably one of the best Germany sides I've ever seen. Do you think that the 7-1 will go down in history as, as probably one of the biggest shocks? And we've had shocks. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've had Saudi Arabia you know, beating Argentina, but and we've had USA beating England back in 1930. But, I mean, 7-1, Doug? I mean, it's... it's yeah, I... I I don't think we'll ever see six or seven goals in a World Cup semi-final ever again. I think that that was just a one-off. It was just Germany playing some excellent, excellent. Foot. Were they like five nil up or something? It's a five nil half, five five nil half time, five nil five nil half, half time. Brazil well, made a big nil, three. five nil in half an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, it was. Just to go through the timings of their goal. Three 11, goals in six minutes. 11, 23, 24, 26, 29. I mean... it, it was just, it was literally like a hot knife through butter. Every mm. single time the Germans went forward that night, it was just like, well, yeah. here you go. Goal, should goal, have been goal. Yeah, it should, have, it should have been more. Could have even be, Could have even been double figures. Could have even been double figures, but yeah. What I will say though, it doesn't matter that there was no Neymar or Thiago Silva. That Brazil team was still good. They had no well, excuse. I, I actually I'm about to say exactly the same thing. I mean, Julio Cesar mm-hmm. in goal. I mean, just go to the Luez, uh, David Luiz uh, in defence, Gustavo, Dante, Antonio, Hulk, Luis. Oscar, Bernard, Fred. I mean, there's some good players in there, wasn't there? Was they, were mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were favourites. They were favourites, wasn't it? They they were they were big they were big favorites but I can go back to that quarter final was it Croatia they played I think was it Croatia they were very lucky to get through that I think they played Chile in the quarterfinals it was Colombia it was a Colombia I thought then they were very lucky to get th- I thought they were very lucky to get through that because we remember the Colombia side in 2014 that was a very very good side um, as well like that had that had sort of that had sort of Hamas Rodriguez sort of coming through. That was sort of the first sort of we we knew of, of him. So, um, yeah, and they, great, great and they took in the round of sixteen. They they had to have penalties to beat Chile. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, when did they beat Chile? Quarter yeah. last sixteen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it's still for me, it's the biggest ever shock. I think you know because of the teams involved, because of. Where it was played, which was obviously you know a semi-final, um, yeah, just a, just a huge, huge shock for me. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Feel, I'm actually gonna feel sorry for uh, Gianni Infantino, who was obviously booed at the at the World Cup, because what is he going to say on the World Cup day today? I feel Italian. Say that again slowly. <laughs> Well, I feel sorry for Gianni Gianni Infantino because he, he what what is he what thing is he going to have to say on no World Cup game day today? I feel Italian. Yes, which I hadn't asked. 
I should have just let it go, shouldn't I? I should have just let it go. I, I wasn't going to give one of these tonight. I really wasn't, but that, it just deserves it. Um, let me find the right one for you, because that deserves... Um... I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Yes, with jokes like that, I definitely bloody will. Reese, bring some bring some sense back to the show. Um, in your fourth place, you've got 1982 and Brazil. The best team to never win the World Cup. Really? A team had everything. Mm-hmm. 23 games unbeaten. Beat, beat England, beat Germany, beat France en route to the final. Sorry, en route to the tournament. Get there, play beautiful football, get bombed off Italy. But it was just the way they played football. It was beautiful. And Socrates and Zico were just fantastic. So, yeah. I just have to say because of how good they were, but they got it wrong against Italy. But they were just... They just played what, the beautiful game. What point did they play Italy? Was it the... Um... Because again, it was the, this was when they had groups. The second group stage, last game. Uh, they lost 3 2. They did. They I'm sure did. it was 3 2, yeah. And they, yeah, they just got no, it so wrong. You're quite right. And that team, like you say, it had some stars in it, didn't it? Alcal, Tostal, Rivellino, Zico, Socrates. I mean, the rest don't matter. They, 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 there was, there was, I knew it was a group that there was a group of three: Brazil and Argentina. Mm. Mm -hmm. That was a team where Maradona was in as well. Wow. Yeah, they had Adair as well up front. Mm. Yeah, that, well, that team was just, that team was just beautiful. Best, they are your best team never to have won the World Cup. Yeah. Not I think if they got the to the final, you said earlier. I, I think if they got to the final, they'd have won it in style. Wow, there we go. That's uh, Brazil, um, nineteen eighty-two, number four for Reese Craig. Now, bring us in, bringing us back right up to date. These have been mentioned already. Um, and I'm sure they won't get another mention at all, as I'm just loving a look here. I think they've been mentioned, well, once, because somebody hasn't mentioned them. Morocco 2022. Completely unfancied. Um, of course, they didn't have the best preparation to this World Cup. But what they have done, you know, to... A, get out the group, which, let's be honest, nobody really expected them to get out of that group. Nobody expected them to win that group. Then they faced the Spanish, managed to get them into a penalty shootout, beat the Spanish, hold their nerve, um, then play Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo you know, playing his last World Cup. Um, 
and you know, albeit he would come off the bench. And let's be honest, Portugal swept aside Switzerland in the game just beforehand. Mm. Thrash them, thrash them. Morocco managed that game to an absolute T. And when they come off that pitch, you know, I think why they didn't give France as much of a game is because of injuries. There was a sending off in that Portugal game as well. But they did... um, Sace was, you know, of course, injured. And, you know, he wasn't really... You know, he was he was just outstanding throughout that tournament. Um, just how they held their nerve against the Spanish as well. There's only a short stretch of water between them. There's quite a fierce rivalry between them. You know, I would have loved to have seen them in the final. Would have absolutely loved to have seen Morocco in the final, unless England got to the semi-final against them. But yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, just. I'm glad you added that bit at the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to be honest, Morocco, um, they've made their mark. They've made the mark for Africa. Um, mm. They've made the mark for the Arab world in this World Cup. Um, and you know, fair play to them. Um, will they be able to do it again at the next one? I very highly doubt it, but. There was that togetherness, and sometimes that, sometimes hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And we saw that, you know, in that Morocco Spain game, they gave it their absolute all. You can tell Spain, Spain and Morocco, Spain are the better side, man to a man. But Morocco works so hard. Against Portugal, they come off that pitch. They were shattered. They had had injuries. They had a player sent off, but they still got that result. Unfortunately, I think the France game, because of that that situation, it was just taken out of them. Just let me then let me ask this because um, they made your number nine, Doug. They've mm-hmm. made your number three, really top three, uh, Craig. Um, Looking at yours here, Doug. I can't, can't see Morocco twenty twenty two on yours. Obviously, it's all about opinions. Reason why you didn't maybe feel go for them? I had them ninth. You had Brazil ninth. No, that was me. no. I I had Morocco ninth. Yeah, no. That's, that's I sorry, Reese. I said Doug had them ninth. Yeah, you had them ninth. Aye. Craig had them as obviously third. Reese hasn't got them at all. I don't go for recent tournaments in terms of that. Right. No, I was just wondering if there was, you know, just interested if you didn't, you know, to see another point of view, if you like, you know. No, I, wasn't, I, I, thought... I, wasn't, I wasn't having a go at you. I don't know. I just thought I was, I was hoping you would have another point of view, but we shall move on. They're the biggest, <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, they're the biggest prize package at the World Cup, I think. You know, Croatia, what Croatia have done, and remember they're a small country, you know, since 1998, I believe they have got 
there was a statistic I saw, but haven't they got into the top four teams four times since '98? I might be wrong in that, but um, the semi-finals, oh, yeah, yeah. World Cups. And Sorry, three, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was so three semi-finals. They've got to one final, you know, Croatia, you know, over a period of time aren't really that much of a surprise package. They've just done so well for a smaller nation. But Morocco was a complete surprise package. You know, I had them going out the group at the group stage and, you know, as bottom as well. Yeah. And it was just the togetherness. They are the biggest, I think they're the biggest surprise package at a World Cup, you know, of all time. Yeah. Now, your number three, and uh, just making it into your top three, probably took part in one of the most controversial games uh, we've seen at a World Cup. If um, Maradona's Hand of God uh, existed, I don't know what you would call this one. Because uh, this is Ghana from 2010. Yeah, and um, what a sight this is. I mean, I, I've, I can just list off some of the names that are in this team. And obviously my esteemed uh, esteemed friend to my left will uh, will know a lot of these. Uh, Asamoah Gyan, who obviously went on to play for Sunderland. John Pansel, who was at Fulham uh, in that tournament. John Mensah, who was at Sun- Sunderland. Um, Sully Sulimantari, what a player he was. Um, Andre even had Andre Ayew. You know, I think there was a there was a wee stat. I think Andre Ayew played at the, the last uh, four World Cups. I think um, yes. as well. Kevin Prince Botain as well. It had a very you know a young Quincy Iwusuwebi. I think was on loan uh, um, uh, from Arsenal. I think as, as as well. But the thing is as well about that tournament is that. Ghana were managed by a Serbian. They were managed by a Serbian called Milovan Rajevic, who they actually had Serbia in their group, and they actually beat them 1-0. Now, I remember this game because Serbia brought on uh, a player called Dravko Kuzmanovic, who actually conceded a penalty after a handball. Now, if you're talking about really unlucky substitutes, that is one of them. Um but during that tournament, you know, they they, they drew one one with with, uh, with Australia. They did lose one 0 to Germany. But to be fair, Ghana did give Germany a, a very very um a very good game. Uh, Nate, sorry if you're in the chat. They actually did beat the United States in the round of sixteen uh, after extra time as well. Uh, Asamo Jian as well, and then. I mean, it's already been talked about, but one of the most controversial games I think we've ever ever seen. Um, yeah, the, the hand of uh, the hand of Montevideo. It doesn't really ring the doesn't really ring the same way. But um, that game, I just I just wanted Ghana to win that game because of what yeah. happened. And uh, and do you know what? I think for me, this was when I decided that um, Suarez was a totally huge prick because <laughs> having having done that and cheated and then asked me <laughs> moi <laughs> 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 he's then down the tunnel 
Garner missed the penalty and he's celebrating. He's celebrating, yeah. And I'm thinking, God, why couldn't somebody just break your leg in the game and then you ended your career? I'm sorry, (laughs) he is such a disgusting player. I can't stand the guy. Uh, I'd sooner sooner have an evening with Ronaldo than him. That's how much I I hate him. And I think the way he celebrated. It wasn't just any celebration. It was two fests. Exactly, exactly. Now, yeah. don't you? You would go and go, you'd be sheepish, wouldn't you? You'd be going like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. And you'd, you'd, you know, you'd be happy for your team, obviously, because they've gone through. But and that was why it was so nice to see him crying this this World Cup. You know? I know. And, and the, thing, the thing about that Suarez red card as well, it was in the 121st minute. So if Asmogian had scored, they would have knocked Uruguay out. And yes. If I'm being honest, I think I think Ghana were the better team in that game as well. And did you say? Yeah. And I don't oh, know who mentioned this, who I've mentioned it to before, but um, I think it was Laura Woods and um, uh, uh, the Scottish commentator who's, who's Ali McCoyst. Ali McCoyst, and they're in the crowd, and she's actually videoing on her phone Ali McCoyst, yeah. and he says Ghana will miss this penalty at this World Cup. And he got it spot on. They did, yeah, they did. But yeah, yeah it, that was that was my uh, that was my defining moment. Like I say, when um, when Suarez would have been better off not wearing his Argentina shirt and putting a condom on, it would have suited him better. Yeah, and li- little little did I know then that Liverpool were about to sign him as well. Do you know what? I don't. I don't think you don't. You know, you don't actually ever speak about him like in nice, in nice terms. He's not fondly remembered. Is, or is he fondly remembered? He was. He was good to sort of begin with. Like that thirteen fourteen season is probably the best individual season I think I've ever seen from a, a footballer. That he was. He was that good in that season. Um, but. Obviously, his antics of the 2014 World Cup obviously wanted the move. He obviously got his move in the end to Barcelona. I think it was 75 million, I think we sold him for. Um, and bad performance. I, I, I know, not, yeah, obviously that, that as well. And then, obviously, after that, we uh, we got a very cheeky uh, 40 million plus one pound from uh, Arsene Wenger's Arsenal in uh, 2013. <laughs> that was funny, to be fair. Yeah. But. Um, now Reese's top three and your third. Now, again, you're going back in time to where there were 16 teams in the World Cup, four groups of four, and then uh, two groups of four in the next round. Uh, but I've also noticed that this is the second World Cup where you picked a team from a World Cup that England weren't in. Now, I like to give you the benefit of the doubt here, Reese, but I have a feeling that subconsciously you are piss taking, if I dare say. (laughs) um, You have gone for Argentina of 1978. The best Argentina team ever. And one word Kempis. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Fair point. But then again, controversial when they beat Peru. Sorry, Chile. Chile. They beat. Was it Chile? Yeah. Um, Six nil. The group stage when they screwed Brazil. 
Um, let's have a look. Which group were they I, in? I was either Peru or Chile, but they, they screwed Brazil at qualifying because they had to better the scoring. They won 6 0. Brazil were in with Aust- oh, hang on, 1978, yeah. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. were in with, with, oh, unless it was the second group. Second group is, yeah. Because um, they didn't decide oh, on a World Cup. Yes, it, it, oh, same yeah. as 74. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got five points. Brazil got five points. Um, uh, there was Poland and Peru in that group as well. That's Brazil correct. beat Peru 3 0. Argentina beat Poland 2 0. Poland beat Peru 1 0. Argentina and Brazil drew 0 0. And then in the yep. final game, Brazil beat Poland 3 1. And Argentina beat Peru 6 0. Yes, sir. And the Peru goalkeeper was born in Argentina. Really? You you yep. you are not suggesting that there was a little underhand mm-hmm. something underhand yeah. going on here, were you? It was very, very political back then. Worse. But also they got to the final and they blitzed Holland and Kempis' goal was absolutely beautiful. Was when he this when he tore them the ticker tape World Cup. Yeah. Because Talking about um, uh, controversies, um, there was rumours going around that during this World Cup, and I I don't know, but I had read this somewhere or seen it on YouTube uh, as a conspiracy theory, that all of Argentina's games were played at night when it was cooler. Yeah, it was quite ranked. Yes, which is going to help them. I I, I know it's it's hard... Viewers, I'm sorry, I know it's hard to believe that, you know, a team like Argentina would do anything underhand or anything with the hands at all, really. But, you know. <laughs> but when you look at that team, though, but when you look at that team that walked out against Holland with Kempis at the front, mm. all mullets, they battered the Dutch. Even though it went to extra time, they still battered them. And Kempis' second goal was beautiful. It was goal of the tournament. And they are, for me, the best Argies team to win the World Cup. No, they, uh, they, they, they did. It was, it was, despite all the controversies which seemed to follow Argentina around. I, for me, I remember it for the ticker tape. It was a great, and that was that. That was the second one, wasn't it? That was Netherlands' second loss in the final, if I remember. Because they'd lost in 74, that was the first, because they lost the two in a trot. Uh, Mm. Biggest country never to have won the World Cup. But we're into the top two. Now, far be it from me to sort of show sort of any bias at all. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. It isn't though, is it? Let's no. be honest with you. <laughs> but <laughs> number two, Craig, you've got England from 2002. Yeah, of course. Um, you can always say that the 1966 team was, you know, the best England team ever because we won it. But, you know, I wasn't here back then. So I've gone with, you know, World Cups, like I say, that I remember. Um, and this England team... You know, without a doubt, if we had got past Brazil, would have won that World Cup. And 
that is the biggest frustration, the quality we had. You know, this was a World, uh, World Cup where, you know, Beckham scored that goal against Argentina, um, mm. an Argentina managed by Marcelo Bielsa. He got his revenge on yeah. Batistuta, Simeone and all those lot. Um, Back in the day when um, Cambiasso had hair. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, there was that Brazil game. Um, and like I say, we'll come to Brazil in a minute, but um, Michael Owen, you know, that fantastic run, fantastic goal. Um, you know, it's quality. Didn't we, I'm trying to think back, you know, we won two games and we drew one in the group stage. And I believe that draw well, we won was... one and drew two. Oh. Um, we drew with Sweden 1-1. Yeah, um, we. I would say this: we beat Argentina one 0 yes, without was... David Beckham penalty, and we sent them home early. And uh, yeah, didn't somebody get on the wrong coach or something as well? I didn't think they get on the Argentinian coach. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. well, just a little bit of revenge for 1998, yeah. which yeah, to be then honest, we with Nigeria nil nil. Yeah. Um, but it was just the talent we had in that team. Um, and, you know, when it comes to knockout stages, I'm sure had we got past the Brazilians, we would have gone on one, on and won that World Cup. You know, just the way we played in that game as well. Um, play way we played against Argentina. You know, I think that's probably the best England team, you know, that we've had in my lifetime. We we we'd got past Denmark, um, beating them three yeah. nil. Like you say, Brazil. Had we got past Brazil, um, and I think we were lucky. I mean, I, yeah. you know, for me, I, I think it was a lucky goal. Uh, whatever we the say, seaman lobber, the seaman lobber, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you love saying that, don't you? Yeah, seaman lobber. I, I, it was two o'clock in the morning. I still say when I did that question, and it didn't strike me as being rude at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, but we would have met was uh, Turkey, and I think we would have beaten Turkey. Yep. Um, we'd, we'd have stuffed them. Thank hey. you. <laughs> Uh, and would we have got past that Germany side, do you think? I mean, Brazil did. I think we would have. Yeah, I think we would have. I think, um, do you remember, we beat, um, sorry, Reese, uh, we did beat Germany 5-1 the year beforehand. Mm. That was, yeah, we did. We I don't did. think, I don't think that Germany team was particularly that strong at that time. Mm. Um, and again, is this quite... a case of Sven doing a bit of a Martinez and wasting the golden generation? Um, to be honest, I think I think we were really unlucky. Mm. Sorry, well, that pesky cold. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to, to, to Doug's number two. Um... It was number seven twice for two of the uh, you were the, uh, the two esteemed guests, but you've got them as high as number two, Doug. Spain, twenty ten. Yeah, um, 
I think this period between 2008 and 2012 is the most successful international team of all time. Spain from 2008 to 2012. Um, basically, they played very, very well in 2008. Uh, they they won the won Euro two thousand and eight. Uh, they dismantled Italy in Euro twenty twelve as well. Um, I just think twenty ten, they had to be resilient. They had to show their steeliness. I mean, as I said, that you know, obviously Argentina became the first team to win the World Cup after losing the first game. Spain did exactly that in twenty ten as well. And the final will be remembered as basically Nigel De Jong. Uh, Kung Fu kick on Javi Alonso. How that was never a red card, I will never ever ever know. Um, and yeah, that 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 team that team was very very good. But I just think that period from that 2008 to 2012 is one of the most successful international teams of all time. They were they were at that particular time, like you say, Euro champions, World champions. They were a joy to watch, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were sort of, I mean, uh, Xavi, Iniesta, Fernando Torres, David Villa, David Silva. Just mm. a team that ebbed in absolute superstars. Yeah. Well, number two for Reese. Going back to another World Cup where England weren't there. Surprise <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't it? Um, West Germany, 1974. You've gone for Holland from that one, and it was a damn good final. It's just the way they played, the way they won it. Great host. And Beckenbauer and Gerbmüller, what a partnership from back to front. And seven players played for Bayern. Shows why they were that good. And Even though they lost to their Eastern rivals... They were just convincing the whole way through and rightfully so they deserve to be world champions as well after going a goal behind. Brilliant penalty converted as well. But it's just the it's just the manner of getting there because they had in-house problems as well. Didn't that team though never turned up as well because there was money issues before the tournament and that changed and then over like the night before the tournament, they went in and they just turned up in style and they just battered the whole way through to the first World Cup. Because sorry, their second World Cup. But the first on home soil tournament that they won as a host nation. Mm. Well, at least now short, for the sweet, like the on, Germans. I do know, I do know that you're, you're you're number one. We were at that World Cup, but I think again you've gone for that particular team for a reason. Um, but I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here. Remind me never to ask him back on again, Doug. Um, <laughs> So we get into our first choices. So we've gone down. So Craig, looking at yourself here, you went yep. ten. Was Germany two thousand and fourteen? Nine England two thousand and eighteen. Eight Argentina twenty twenty two. Seven Spain twenty ten. Six Senegal twenty o two. Five France nineteen ninety eight. Four Cameroon 1990, three Morocco 2022, two England 2002. Get in. Yep. Who has made it <laughs> your number one? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Reese. Um, this was the team that you said weren't, you know, particularly the strongest Brazilian team. I disagree with that. I completely disagree with that. You need to look at the players that they had at that time. Uh, Janinho um, is a player, of course, that I remember very, very well playing for Middlesbrough. And, you know, he was electric when he first came over to this country. Um, saw nothing like that before. Um, and, of course, he lit up that World Cup. You had... I think Pontus Camark, Pontus Camark still uh, still has him in his pocket, though, from the uh, League Cup that year. Yes. Sorry, just carry on. just like to throw that in there. <laughs> but Ronaldo, Rivaldo... Roberto Carlos, you know, one of my favourite players of all time. Just the way he used to stand behind that free kick. You knew where it was bloody going. And normally, nine times out of ten, it was going straight in the back of the net when he did that. Um, that little staggered run-up. Cafu, um, great, you know, right midfielder. Um, I'm trying to think. Gilberto Silva um, was in that team. Um, Cleverson as well. Cleverson, yeah. Honestly, oh, and another one that nobody so... talks about. Rocky Junior. Yes. Yeah. Centre back. They were an outstanding team. Um, I think by far the best Brazilian team I've seen in my lifetime. They come back after that defeat in France 98, which Ronaldo got nervous at that at that World Cup in that final um, and just completely turned it around. Um, and of course, who can forget Ronaldinho breaking onto the world stage? Um, you know, it was... I believe Ronaldinho at that time wasn't he playing for a Brazilian team, and it wasn't wasn't one of the big teams, was it? If I remember, he was playing for PSG. Was he? I don't think he was. Was he? He joined PSG a year before. He did. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I take that back though. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Brazilian team just had so much quality all over the pitch. Um, you know, the fact that Kaka was there, believe it or not. You know, it was just full of quality. This wasn't well. We, I'll, in fact, I'll save. I'll save that question. But, uh, but they are your number one now. Yeah. Moving on to Doug, and your top 10 was number 10, Argentina, 1986, 9, Morocco, 2022, 8, Holland, 2014, 7, Senegal, 2002, 6, France from 98, 5th, Italy from 2006, 4th, Germany from 2014, 3rd, Ghana from 2010, Second Spain from 2010, and first.
Yeah, it's Brazil again from 2002. And what I was going to say was, and I thought I'd save it for you, was this This wasn't the Brazil where there was the antics at the corner flag when the ball hit him on his knee and he went down holding his face, was it? Yes, it was. It was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was that game, game against Turkey. But I remember this. This is my first World Cup I actually properly, properly remember. I was in... I was in primary school. I remember it very, very well because we actually, we actually got to actually watch the games in assemblies. Like we'd obviously do our school lessons, and then we'd actually uh, be able to actually watch in uh, assemblies. So I remember watching Brazil Turkey. I remember watching Brazil England, um, and that team was just something else. And I think, you know. A lot of people can say stuff about obviously 1998. Ronaldo wasn't the the, the he wasn't at his best in 1998 final. Uh, I think it's safe to say that. To come back, golden boot. I think he got the golden ball. I think what you what he got now um, as well. Ronaldo nine is one of the best number nines I think I've ever ever seen. And I actually remember before obviously the World Cup started. I think they were. I can't remember who it was now, um, but there was a company that was actually advertising um, like cuddly wee bears. Because I actually had a Brazil cuddly bear. I had a Brazil cuddly bear on the, on the nose. I think I had an Argentina, Argentina one as well. Um, that is my first memory of them. Admit it, you've still got them. <laughs> I do not have them. No, I do not have them, but I do remember. I do remember. Uh, I do remember having them. But yeah, that Brazil team, I think, is still the best Brazil team uh, I've I've seen. Um, uh, at least I know Reese. I I know what Reese's number one is because I I I know that it is a certain team. Um, that I I actually know about that. But I think if we're being honest. It probably had the best referee in that final as well, Pierre Luigi Colina. Like you, you mm. did not want to cross him. That Brazil team was absolutely amazing, and Ronaldo nine was just unplayable in that tournament. Yeah. Well, there you you two agree now, Reese. This for me. I mean, you're on about you had cuddly bears. I mean, it was nothing. When I was growing up, you 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 begged your dad to go to the SO petrol station so that you could get the little silver coins and he'd bring them home, you'd open them up and you'd have a you'd have a folder, cardboard folder that you'd open up with little circle holes in it that you'd place the coins in. That was proper football. Not quite as far back as cigarette coupons, and we don't recommend smoking, of course, children, but those cigarette coins were the bee's knees. Um, and worth a fortune if anybody's got a full set, by the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't. But, Doug, sorry, really sorry. Number 10 for you is Italy, 82. Nine, Brazil, 2002. France, 1998 was number eight. Spain, 2010, seven. Six was Holland, 1974. Five, Germany is 2014. Four, Brazil, 1982. Third, Argentina, 1978. Second, England, 1966. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry, West Germany, 1974. <laughs> I, I misread that then. I do apologise. And your number one... 
I have to totally and utterly agree with you, sir. This, for me, is the best, best international team ever. Brazil, 1970. Um, it... it if only remembered, not only for um, Brian Moore being, uh, not Brian Moore, yeah, was uh, Bobby Moore being accused of uh, lifting something from a Mexican shop in in the uh, warm up period before the World Cup. Probably better remembered for the one of the best ever World Cup songs in Back Home. Um, but Brazil, what a team! What a team! Brazil, nineteen seventy. Jarzinho. Falcao, you had Pele, Carlos Alberto, you had uh, Tostal. This was the team, and they had the greatest World Cup goal of all time. Nine men, 12 passes, and a Carlos Alberto bullet. Dare I say more? No, no, you absolutely don't. I mean, was this, I mean, the, the final, the big Italy 4-1, they absolutely mm-hmm. put. I'm sorry, I know you're a bit of Italy. Uh, Easiest game. It, it's it, it was men against boys. They were different. They were playing with that Italian side. Yeah, and they outplayed England, and they got revenge on Uruguay for 1950. I, I don't know. Perfect. I mean, it was a superb save from Gordon Banks. But I tell you what. They still you all know you, you you're gonna know the the, the 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 photograph I'm talking about, which to me sums up how football should be played, and that was Pele and Bobby Moore afterwards, who had to be totally honest with you, an amazing battle in that game, just at the end, swapping shirts, talking to each other, and you can see the admiration they had for each other. Um but um, yeah, it was just was that the, and I don't know if we mentioned this before. This was the team where, when you're watching it on telly, that the Brazil player had the ball past it, what looked to be an open space with no Brazilian player there. Pele comes running onto it off screen totally, gets it, does something fancy, and just puts it past the post. Is the, was that the game? Yeah, the best dummy of all time. It was. It was amazing. It, it, that yeah, should have. And, that should have been a goal. But uh, I know. I'll, I mentioned it on the watch along. It's even better that he missed. And at twenty nine years old, Pele wins three World Cups. Retired. Done. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I. I just got to say, I mean, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. You've all gone for Brazil in one form or another. Um, I thought. I had to be Brazil at number one. Sorry. It had to be Brazil at number one. I think yes, yeah. I mean, for me, like I say, you, you, everybody else is too young. You obviously watch it a lot on YouTube, like you say. Um, and I, I just, I just remember watching that final, and like I say, Italy. It was, it was literally like a dog or a cat playing with a mouse. They were just, they could have done what they could have got a lot more, couldn't they? Goals that fall if they'd really wanted yeah. to. But uh, Kelly's header was fantastic. Yeah, it's Brazil 2010 for uh, Craig and uh, Doug, and it's Brazil 1970 for Reese, which I would have gone to had I gone for had I been 
uh, having a list. But then again, I would have also put England 1966 at second. So, you know, there we go. Guys, that's it. No more World Cup. It's another four years. Well, we've got the women's in two years' time. We might actually win that. <laughs> but uh, Southgate's going to be there. I'm no doubt if we're still here, we'll, we will be there as well. Thank you so much for joining me. Craig, give everybody a shout out. Where can they find you? Yeah, no problem. So the channel is called Up the Cherries in All Departments, UTCIAD. We've got loads of content, loads of interviews on there. So do check us out on there. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, um, so all the socials as well, and Facebook as well now. Oh, you are getting very social. Yeah. You know, Doug... You've you've been great in this World Cup. Thank you so much. It's been Thank it's you. been a pleasure. I it, it feels like I'm sort of you know we had a holiday romance and it's coming to an end. And, and I would hug you. I know you like your hugs, but you have helped each other get through this World Cup experience. And now we have to go back to our day jobs. But um, I'll see you in a couple of weeks because we're playing you in uh, New Year's Eve anyway. But where yeah. people, where can people find you? Oops. Hang on, hang on a minute. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I got the I got the Scotsman, but I got the wrong one. <laughs> Let me. Ah, oh, I used to be good at this. Here we go. <laughs> well, may I just Hold say out, as an absolute... football channel. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> may I just say it's been an absolute pleasure to cover the World Cup. Um, it's been a pleasure having you as my co-host um, as well, and it's been a pleasure to be your co-host on this channel as well. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll do the, all the same again in four years' time. I'd absolutely love it um, as well. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, the Dugout Football Channel on YouTube. I'm on so on Instagram at Douglas.horn, and I'm also on Twitter at Ernard underscore nineteen ninety two. Thank you very much. Brilliant. And can I just say, as somebody who is uh, is in his early sixties now, don't bank on me being there in four years. I would, I would have a reserve just in case because I, I might not, I might not make it. But uh, Reese, you you've helped out as well amazingly. Thank you so much as well. Always a pleasure having you on. I love you and uh, you and Ash fighting out over the stats, <laughs> and I think he's very really taking you on. And the man. But again, where can you be found, sir? And he's frozen right at his big moment. We should leave him there. We should leave him there. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Has> anybody... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's worth putting up again, actually. Let's just do that one more time. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you don't know please is there. But for people <laughs> he has frozen, but for people <laughs> He's still there. I think I have it from earlier. Just bear with me. I can tell you this is where you can find Reese. <laughs> doing doing his Suarez impersonations <laughs> there. Oh god, that's new. <laughs> yeah, depth. Is that Reese yeah. talking? Yeah, it's me talking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, read it out. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't know you were talking. That is, I mean, mate. That is, uh, now you're back. You're back. You had a devil's rising. Just that. I'm, I'm just saying. Just this. <laughs> yeah, devil's rising. YouTube and Twitter and the weekly armchair sports talk. And thanks for having me. As always, it's a good pleasure. 
really. Thank Always you good too. to freeze at the last minute. I mean, it's, yes, it was. I mean, that is going to get clipped, you know. What timing just to freeze when it was your big moment. But uh, yeah. you're, having fun. you're having fun. You need to get that fire stick, sir. Thank you all very much. It is coming up to the midnight hour. I have problems with my balls at midnight, a bit like uh, Cinderella. They all change, so I need to go. <laughs> guys, thank Jeez, you so great. much. Craig, so glad your mother had a night off tonight. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, Chris. And sorry about the cough. And I, I, midway through having to run and get some Coke, cola. Um, because yeah, had, thank uh, you. Thank you for adding the cola bit on the end there. Yeah, I, not, don't, I don't want to get no, my channel shut down, you know. <laughs> I'm not Maradona. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully this horrible bug that's going around will bugger off before Christmas. Hopefully, fingers crossed for you. Thanks very much. And Reese and Doug, I will see you on Wednesday um, when we will be having... Um, and Craig is going to be really, really happy that he's not in this. But Craig, thank you so much for posing for the picture. It's the Big Fat Football Flipback for Christmas Quiz. Wednesday <laughs> the 21st. At nine o'clock, I can see the likeness there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Look, you know the guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I you haven't got muscles. You could have, but you know, <laughs> Johnny Vegas injury, <laughs> Santa there. <laughs> but so I'll see you two on Wednesday at night. Craig, have a good one, mate. Congratulations Cheers, mate. on the takeover, and I will see you all soon. All the best, guys. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. There we go. I've got so many buttons, I don't know which ones to press. Right. Thank you so very, very much to all those three gentlemen um, there. The links will be added soon. It is coming up to midnight. Great show to end it all off. And that is it. Those four weeks have gone quicker quicker than anything and of course we always forget one of the highlights of the world cup was beating wales and sending them home wasn't that a shame wasn't that a shame <laughs> travis brilliant mate no problem you are more than welcome sir thank you very much be sure to go out and join and um yeah brilliant um just thanks craig uh we're back to football. We're back to proper football, you could say, next week. It's been a great journey. Thanks to everybody that's done it with me. I did a, a long thank you on the show earlier, but uh, I really do appreciate everybody's help. And I appreciate you all coming in uh, into the uh, into the chat and joining in. And thank you to anybody who was listening to us on the podcast. We are back on the podcast now. We can't put the watch-alongs on the podcast <laughs> it just wouldn't work, would it? But uh, thank you so very, very much uh, for joining us. Back nine o'clock tomorrow for the prediction show, Brad. And of course, we will have Steve Linux back as well. Nate, thanks very much, mate. Take care, buddy. Nine o'clock tomorrow, we'll be back. Take care. It's this time next week. It'll be Christmas. Oh, happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.